Hello, I'm Darren Heath, and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. This is the 15th of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts, where Caroline draws on her wide experience to share the insights she's found most valuable. And today, the topic is negativity, following on from our earlier podcast on positivity. Thanks as ever, Darren. Susan David, psychologist and coach, talks about the happiest people having the same stresses and setbacks as others, which of course makes sense. It would be somewhat odd if bad things only happened to already unhappy people and vice versa. David maintains that the difference is that the happiest people have learned to unhook themselves from unhelpful patterns of thought and behaviour. I'd recommend her book, Emotional Agility, if you'd like to read more about that, and I'll reflect more on the subject in a future podcast. What Susan David also talks about, however, is the flip side of the coin. When in a state of happiness or positivity, we may be less thoughtful about things, less discerning, and this can cause a suboptimum outcome. Whereas a negative mood may summon a more attentive, challenging but accommodating thinking style, leading to greater creativity. Whilst outright negativity can suck the energy out of a room, if scaled down somewhat, it allows us to examine all sides of an issue, anticipate problems and find workable solutions, which an overly positive frame of mind can prevent us from doing. Just think about when good news is shared. For example, the quarterly results are exceeding all expectations. How likely is it that we all accept the news, celebrate and think no more of it? In such a scenario, I have rarely noticed people trying to challenge to be sure the results are as they've been told. If the news is bad, on the other hand, which likely will put us in a negative frame of mind, do we just accept the news or do we rather try to find holes in it and prove it wrong? There is, of course, overlap and it will depend on the outlook of those involved. But as a general rule, I find people happier to accept good news and thus less rigorous than otherwise. With financial results, I've always maintained that we should review them with the same rigour, whatever the circumstances, as otherwise a bias can creep in, which as already described is very much connected with our mood or emotion. On several occasions I've discovered financial bad news, which had been around for quite some time, but no one had looked properly, as they were happy believing the good news story they'd been provided with, even when under the unlikeliest of circumstances. So, what can we do with this knowledge? My first recommendation is to create diverse teams to tackle different problems or to run divisions and organisations. There will likely be some people more on the positive spectrum and some more on the negative, often dependent on the topic being considered, as different people have different triggers, so to speak. That way, there should be a balance of approach with benefits coming from both ends of the spectrum. Also, simply being aware of the mental state you're in can be helpful. If you know you're in too positive a frame of mind and there's a risk that you may skim over things and not exercise appropriate rigour, then by telling yourself that you can take corrective action, either postponing the review or decision until another time, bringing in someone else who you know will exercise the needed rigour, or even by thinking in terms of a checklist of how you would behave under other circumstances. Something David also comments on in her book is the fact that striving for happiness creates an expectation too, and there's a paradox here. As deliberately striving for happiness, she says, is fundamentally incompatible with the nature of happiness which comes through engaging with things, activities, people, you engage in or with for their own sake. This, to my mind, can lead to feelings of negativity which are unhelpful. We're disappointed and we feel shortchanged. We've done the movie film activities which are meant to bring us happiness, but it's just not worked. 
We feel isolated, as it seems as if we're unusual in our lack of happy outcome, when everyone else, presumably, is conforming to the movie stereotype. This is, of course, not the case, and we need to watch out for it. And I believe it's very connected to thinking too much about the past and the future, and not being grounded enough in the present, something we'll talk about in a later podcast. I feel a helpful way of looking at things is to understand that nothing is constant. Tomorrow will be different from today, and, as the Greek philosopher Heraclitus said, you never step into the same river twice. So a focus on the present makes sense. And if we understand a bit more about our brains, we know that although people say as you get older the brain cells start to die off, in actual fact neurons retain the potential to grow connections and strengthen existing ones. The brain is very adaptive, so much so that it's been shown through research that IQs are not fixed. And presumably that means neither are EQs. So let's recognise how embracing both the positive and negative can influence our brains and our futures. Really. Thanks, Caroline. That's it for today. But next time, you're going to take a look at trust. I believe one of your favourite topics. So please come back to us for that. But for now, goodbye from us. And thank you for listening. 